Hello, this is Henry from the DVCC in St Albans, and welcome to another edition of the Flat Belly Cure podcast. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us a listen. I hope those of you that were able to uh, catch it last week really enjoyed uh, our first um, episode and the new uh, uh, revamped Flat Belly Cure podcast that we did last week on the menopause. Um, We've received some really great feedback on that episode. Um, For those of you that are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Um, The Flat Belly Cure podcast uh, is essentially a podcast for people who are looking to make changes um, in their health and fitness and are looking for a little guidance, um, a little uh, furthering in their education and a few tips to help them along the way. There is, um, I think everyone can agree, a huge amount of information out there on fitness, on health, um, on, on weight loss and body fat reduction. And sometimes it can be really confusing and you don't know which way to turn. Luckily for all of us, the person that I'm going to be speaking to most weeks on this podcast, Stephen Gray, is an industry leader and really an expert in his field, um, which just happens to be the fitness industry. Um, So today... I arrived at uh, the DVCC in Bedford, the uh, the historic DVCC, the first ever DVCC, the headquarters. Um, and I went in and asked Steve what he wanted to talk about on today's podcast. Would it be um, training regimes? Would it be nutrition? Would we delve deep into carbohydrates and proteins and things like that? And Steve said, no, what he wanted to talk about Uh, what he considers the starting point for all uh, the flat belly cure, essentially, is sleep and the effects of sleep and sleep deprivation on the body. Now, I was a little confused. How can sleep be more important than, than nutrition and then working out itself? But as you'll hear from the podcast coming up, the effects of sleep and sleep deprivation on the body are enormous and cannot be discounted. Um, Sleep is something that needs to be prioritized in everybody's life. Steve's got all kinds of amazing uh, tips and facts and statistics all about sleep. Like, for example, did you know that sleep deprivation is directly linked to fat cells being stored around your stomach area and and your hips? Um, It's absolutely amazing. I didn't know it. I'm betting you didn't know it either. Um, There's all this kind of information in the podcast coming up. So I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, feel free to leave us some feedback, uh, leave some feedback on our Facebook page, or even better, go to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button, and leave us um, some feedback underneath the podcast. And hopefully, if you've enjoyed it, give us a nice five-star rating. Um, Like I say, hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is episode two of the new and revamped Flat Belly Cure podcast. So we're going to talk this week about a subject that Steve feels is very important. Mm. Um, and that is sleep and its effects on fat loss. So I guess the first question is like, how? How does sleep affect fat loss? Well, we say effect on fat loss, but equally effect on life. Um, I travel around, I speak to a lot of different people, and I know for a fact that sleep, lack of sleep, is so chronic across the board and so many people suffer from it don't really know how to fix it okay. or, or that it is even possible that they're even suffering. They're just um, tired, worn down uh, and don't realize that the solution is there very cheap, you know, just getting your sleep better, which 
there's different ways of doing that, but it's so life-changing. And everyone focuses on a lot of different things with fat loss. Ooh, what am I eating? What, you know, sure. what am I drinking? All these different things. But so we have a 12-week nutrition uh, intensive program uh, and I've been doing some um, some meetings with people and we've followed through a 12-week program. And one of the key pillars is someone's sleep. And what I found is that it's no use talking about what are you eating for breakfast? What are you doing? Um, you know, what are you eating for dinner? All these different things. What are you eating for lunch? If someone's sleep deprived, like chronically sleep deprived. So I've been speaking to someone, a gentleman who's he was literally on three or four hours a night. Okay. Okay. He used to really, really suffer with afternoon energy, massive lows. And the only thing you're ever going to eat then is sugar because to try and get that little high. Um, to give you a boost then, throughout the day. Yeah. Right? Then okay. he used to go to bed, end up not sleeping until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And just, you know, we could talk about fat loss. Sure. But we need to talk about sleep before we will ever get fat loss. So everything else, you're working out, your sleep, your food, your nutrition, all that sort of thing can be completely thrown off by how much sleep you're getting, by your energy levels throughout the day. Yeah, and we're not we're not talking, you know, at a late night. We're talking sure. chronically, you know, so weeks, regularly months, years sure. of getting less sleep than is optimal for that person. So first things first, what is the optimal level, would you say, on an average level? Well, it, none of these things are my opinion. So I, uh, I look to the experts and the studies on okay. this, and on the average, for the average person, sure, because I, I, I take a lot of this stuff very seriously, because uh, I'm not sure if I said before, but I was always looking to try and get more done. So I was looking for less sleep because I thought, okay, I'd have more time. You said that on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, but what I ended up finding is that I just wasn't effective anyway. I was just getting more and more kind of beaten down, tired. Sure. And so then I really started looking into it again. And seven and a half to eight and a half hours on average for most people's genetics. Now you have the outliers, the type of people that can get away with four hours okay. and be fine. But that's, that's not most people. Sure. Certainly not me. So when you get a guy like uh, a famous person like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right, who's constantly putting on his Instagram, the yeah, The Rock, yeah. right, I have three hours sleep every night and I'm up straight away mm-hmm. to train. Like, do you think that's, first of all, true? And B, do you think he's perhaps one of these people on the outline who, who can get away with that? Well, exactly. Both possibilities. Um, it may a it may just be Instagram life, which, sure. you know, yeah. it, he doesn't say when he is sleeping in or things this like that. This is true. Um, I would suggest that he takes a lot of his life uh, training everything seriously, so sleep will be something that he's looked at. Sure, but B, he could be the genetic type um, that is able to sleep on le- have sure. less less sleep. Let's see. Also, the other things that you take um, to help you recover will also play <laughs> yeah, uh, sure, play sure. a role. Sure. So yeah, for the average person, for people who aren't the rock, maybe people who aren't the rock, um, and we and you know ultimately you don't know how much sleep he gets. But don't look to others because it's about you. It's not about, oh, I tried to get, you know, six hours. I'd try, I'd get sure. up at five. I, I was like, okay, if I get to bed at 10, um, that just wasn't enough sleep for me. Sure, sure. So, so what effects would you notice when you weren't having enough sleep? Well, the effects I notice and the effects that are for sure. So if we're talking fat loss, you become more insulin insensitive. Okay. You tolerate carbohydrates not as well. Mm-hmm. You also will crave... Um, sugary foods as a result of this. Sure. So fat loss is then compromised because of that. Okay. Um, you won't recover just generally as well. So from your workouts? From workouts, from life. Okay. Uh, every, every day is a stress on, on the bodies. 
um, work, uh, all these different things are a type of stress on the body. And you would just not rejuvenate. Sure. So brain won't rejuvenate, all these different things. And so you will just gradually be less effective. Okay. Okay. You're not, you're not working at an optimal capacity. Just like having a car and um, a really nice car, but not treating it well enough to use it. I see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I think you've made an analogy before about cars and how you wouldn't turn the car off and then just go straight to 60 miles an hour or something next oh, day. Oh, that right? has to do with meditation, was it? Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And which is possibly something we can talk about later yeah, on yeah. today. I'd love to, yeah. Leading on to the, to the sleep. So in terms of the uh, effects it has on uh, your fat loss and, and your capability for that, you talked about insulin insensitivity. Mm. We talked a little bit about that last week. Let's just clarify that a bit more. So when you're craving carbs, for example... We're assuming, just like people on the menopause, they're not craving brown rice and sweet potato. I mean, yeah, no. We're assuming they're craving something that's a quick fix. Yeah, that's I think we've all had cravings before, and I wouldn't say I've ever craved a sweet potato <laughs> yeah, right. or quinoa. Sure, sure. So when you're eating the sugary snacks or the crisps or whatever it is, why is your sleep-deprived body treating them differently than your non-sleep-deprived body would? Well, it's just not as sensitive to them. So you're not going to, in boring ways, you're not going to utilize sure. that uh, sugar, okay. call it, uh, in towards your muscles. You're going to more likely store it as body fat. Okay. Okay. Fine. In a very basic way. Um, ultimately, um, the insulin sensitivity is just one aspect. Okay. Because uh, I defy anyone to, I don't know, have a week of bad sleep, three or four, or even seven hours sure. that's punctuated with getting up every five minutes yeah, and then eat as well as they want to eat. Okay. So we're not just talking about the length of the sleep. We're talking about the quality, quality. of the sleep. Quality well. of the sleep is vitally important. Okay. So aside from the insulin insensitivity, what other aspects would a lack of sleep have on the body in terms of the flat belly cure in terms of... Uh, well, it increases stress. So you will have more cortisol floating around your body, which okay. increases uh, fat storage around your belly, but like your belly area. Okay, interesting. The insulin also increases fat storage around your hip area. So it's kind of directly linked to the flat belly 100%, thing we're talking about. 100%. You can't talk about getting a flat stomach without talking about sleep and recovery and rejuvenation. Okay. So let's just clarify now what we're talking about when we talk about the quality of sleep. You mentioned people who get up every five minutes. What, what, what for you is a quality sleep? Well, ideally, a sleep should be head to pillow, bang, sleep, wake up the next morning when you're supposed to wake up. Okay. So sleeping all the way through mm-hmm. deep sleep. Yeah. A lot of people think getting up to go to the toilet is normal, okay. which actually, as long as you're not drinking too close to, to bed, okay. at least a couple of hours um, of not drinking, then you shouldn't getting up to go to the toilet. Okay, you should be able see to the odd night. Sometimes you'd have missed times and things. But we're talking on. We're talking like consistent, consistent. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So people clearly struggle. It's clearly something you've set, found with people you've been speaking to recently. I've found the exact same thing. People struggle to get enough sleep. Mm. So why do you think that is that people struggle? So many different um, potential reasons, but a not. Prioritizing it, mm-hmm. um, not realizing its importance. Sure. Probably, I think if everyone thought, okay, there's no point in, uh, there's no point. I say you're going to find it a lot harder to lose fat if you're sleeping poorly. Sure. I think people would put more emphasis on it. Um, and life's harder if you're, I mean, what they use it as a type of torture, don't they? Sleep deprivation. Sure. sure. Life's tough. 
much harder if you're sleep deprived. Sure. Just general life. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a vicious circle. It sounds like, so when you're sleep deprived, life is harder. Life is more stressful. It's harder to prioritize that sleep. Yeah. So what do we do to change that? Quite a few different options. Okay. Um, number one, and I, I don't, I, hey, try not to talk. Well, actually let's not talk something first. Let's talk having a routine. Okay. And a time to go to bed and a time that you wake up. Now in an ideal world, you would always go to bed at the same time. Okay. And you'd wake up at the same time. That's Monday to Sunday. Not talking different times of the weekend to the week. I know okay. most people do, and that's not always feasible. Sure. But just what is optimal in the ideal world? In an ideal world, sure. it would be bedtime and wake up at the same time. Okay. Uh, and making sure work backwards. Right. I, I know I need seven and a half, or I know I need actually more. I need eight and a half hours sure. sleep. Work back from when you have to wake up okay. to what time you need to then go to bed. Okay. Then don't just think you're gonna watch TV. You know, watch a crazy movie, go up and then fall straight to sleep. Okay. Start thinking about your sleep at least an hour before you're supposed to put your head to pillow. So say we're going to bed at 11.30, 10.30 rolls around. Your routine, because this is what you're trying to create, uh, starts to optimize your sleep. So okay. it could be turning off, and these are all well documented, turning off your devices, mm-hmm. uh, the blue light. I think most people have read that now. The blue light is not great. So we're talking iPhones, phones. iPhones, phones, those, those types TVs. of tablets. Yeah. TVs as well. Okay, fine. Uh, cause you want your brain to start shutting down. Everyone's probably experienced when they're lying there and their brain's going a million miles an hour. Mm. Um, that's what you're trying to avoid. So you're setting up a routine that you just do every time mm. that gets you into the right state, ready for sleep. That's interesting. Is that to do with the imagery or the actual screen itself? So you're watching the TV blue light. Okay, interesting. So, um, just keeps you awake. I'm pretty sure I read, just, I can't remember the exact numbers, but a, a little bit of blue light is the equivalent of being like out in daylight for an hour. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's significant anyway. So it's confusing your body and your brain, basically. Exactly. Okay, fine. So you can turn off screens. What else can we do? Um, we can do something that relaxes us. So, for example, reading a book, uh, completely different to watching a movie. Okay. Um, we could write something. Some people like to journal. Some people like to write about their day. Sure. Um, and there is no right or wrong here. It's just finding out what works for you. Some people like to meditate. Sure. Some people like to have a conversation with their husband or wife. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that type of thing that you find that works for you, that you do as a routine. So that's part of your routine as well. So say 10, 30 rolls around. Yeah. A hot bath. Yep. Hot uh, bath is good. Yeah. A hot caffeine free drink, I'm guessing. Yeah. It could be. It's going to help. Okay. Um, I mean, um, different types of drinks are good for sleeping. I remember. Chamomile. Well, I was going to say chamomile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is also, that could be part of your routine. Sure. Sure. And you want to get into that routine, just like working out that at 10.30, this is what I do yeah. to lead up. I, I think sleep. it's unrealistic to expect the day to be going a million miles an hour and then just to shut off. And yeah, to fair enough. Fair okay. enough. So it's like a wind down uh, period. Okay. And it's totally individual to you, but just know that you want to create a routine Fine. that you do consistently. Okay. So that's the stuff that you can do. You mentioned supplements. Mm-hmm. It's just magnesium. And I know we mentioned it before, but sure. I was just talking to actually Amanda earlier and, um, she was just saying how much she loves magnesium and mm. she's recommending it to a friend. And it is the number of people that are deficient in magnesium is very high because of the number of people that can't live without it once they've started taking it. And this gentleman I was, I was talking with and we're going through the 12 week nutrition program. Uh, 
obviously alongside hydration and things like that, but magnesium's made an enormous difference to his life. Okay. Like, I'm talking like if he were to get no fat loss in this 12 week period, but this has changed, mm. that's more than enough. Massive problem. victory. Because, you know, years and years of sleep deprivation. Okay. Um, now he will inevitably get loads of fat loss because of fixing this. But, yeah, sure. Um, the point is you, you cannot live an optimal life if you are actually chronically sleep deprived. And how does magnesium help with your sleep? Well, magnesium uh, drops cortisol, calms you down. It also makes you more insulin sensitive. Okay. Um, less anxious for a lot of people. Uh, basically switches your mind off. Helps switch your mind. So off. it calms the anxiety and, yeah. and it calms the mind is what you're talking about, mm-hmm. which is really, really helpful. In order, And it helps you get a deeper, fuller sleep. Is that Correct, right? yeah. Okay. Your quality of sleep will be better. Okay. Basically, you can't have a perfect night's sleep if you're deficient in magnesium. Okay. Most people won't have a perfect night's sleep. And again, are we talking about that magnesium chelate that you talked about before? Yeah, a joint to an, that's what that means, a joint to an amino acid okay. is absorbed better. Magnesium oxide will not work. It'll just help you go to the toilet. Okay, fine. And that's what you'll find in most supermarkets. So just make sure that you get one that is chelated, uh-huh. which means attached and attached to amino acid. So it will be called magnesium citrate or uh, magnesium glycinate. Okay, so the eight to the end, that's the important thing. Okay, cool. So we can take some magnesium, we can do all the habits. Is there anything else that you can think of that can help with that sleep? Because that seems like a fair amount, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that's having a routine and the, the, mag- the magnesium thing is just part of your routine. Okay. You'd have it at dinner um, and that just forms part of the routine. It's the routine that really that's the makes thing. the difference. Sure. And also understanding its importance. Sure. So you mentioned prioritizing sleep, and I think that's the key message of this podcast, yeah. isn't it? That it seems like the sort of thing that everyone just thinks, oh, well, we just do that at the end of the day, and then we carry on with our day, right? We're really busy, we're busy, 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 then we have to sleep because we have to, and then we get back up. But actually, prioritizing that sleep as if it were anything else in your day of importance is, is what you're kind of trying to say. Yeah, I'm saying it's one of the most important. Okay, fine. What is your sleep routine? Well, so I've got a five and a half month old, so my <laughs> sleep quality is. Better than my wife's, a lot better than my wife's. Sure, sure. Um, but I, uh, I leave my phone in the car, so I don't have my phone okay. when I go into the house. Um, I like to write down uh, my wins for the day. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I will, I have it written down, and that's sad. <laughs> um, but I like to do things consistently I yeah. in the kitchen, because I like the kitchen to be perfectly clean okay. before it, when I go down. And now there is a, a meditative quality. To cleaning, that mm-hmm. might sound crazy, but if you can just devote your attention to the moment, yeah, exactly, yeah. to washing the dishes yeah, or yeah. cleaning the side, uh, it's quite a calming thing. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand. Yeah, cool. uh, and then I'll read in bed. Okay, how long for? Just uh, roughly, so it depends on what time I've got home. Sure. So it could be if I get home late, then it's you know just a couple of minutes. Sure. Um, and sometimes you know I won't be able to do some of the routine. Yeah. I get home really late. But you'll do most of it. But I'll do most of it. And I guess part of that is training the body to recognize that now it's time for sleep and you get into that routine. Oh, yeah. It's going to help. My right. body knows when it's, it's sleep. I'll take magnesium okay. as well. And it's consistent every single time. Because okay. magnesium as well builds up. So it doesn't just work once. Sure. It takes at least a week to try and replenish your levels Fine. before it then works. So it's, it's clear from what we're talking about that sleep is massively important. We need mm-hmm. to prioritize. So like we did last week, what would be your top three tips giving people optimal sleep understand the importance of it okay work out how much you think you need mm-hmm. to be optimal not just to survive sure to actually to you know, be aware yeah to be awake ready and feel strong okay. like i said to you before i feel not as strong if i'm not okay that's interesting uh, and i mean i'm not talking about physically lifting stuff straight no, mentally strong i'm talking well. just strong to i don't know 
I don't, I don't take on the day. Right? Yeah, take on the day. Sure. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, second thing would be that sleep routine. Sure. Creating a routine for yourself. Now, an ideal world, we're talking an hour, maybe a bit longer, whether it's five minutes or it's just sure. a couple of sure. things. Everyone cleans their teeth. Well, most people clean their teeth, right? Yeah. That's just part of a routine. Sure. So what else can you do that will help you sleep? Don't have your phone in the bedroom, for example. Fine. Have the... Good I mean, tip. Could, to be fair, I could... Blackout curtains. Yeah, blackout curtains. No light. No light. Yeah. Um, all those types of things. Sure. Is where you want to be at. Do I need to read a book for 15 minutes? Sure. To turn my mind off? Do I need to actually just brain dump my mm. stuff down to turn my mind off? Do I need to meditate? And when we look at the span of the day, we can all find 15 minutes, right? I'm pretty sure we can find 15 minutes think, before going to sleep. I think when um, it's with time and things, it's just to do with prioritization. Sure. Everyone has the exact same amount of time in the day, mm. but it's just what you prioritize. Sure. So the thing with good quality sleep is you get more time out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So taking 15 minutes or whatever it is to make yourself have better sleep will buy you, you know, a couple of hours. That's really interesting. And the third tip, I'm guessing, is magnesium. Correct. A form of magnesium... Yeah. Um, Perfect. So, and then to have that and then write in, if you haven't been having magnesium, if you have been having magnesium, let us know whether you can live without it or not. Yeah. And if you haven't been, test it in a week or so, let us know what. Yeah. Leave us some feedback, actually. The the podcast is getting posted all over Facebook and on Apple uh, Podcasts and all over, basically anywhere you can find podcasts. Leave us some feedback. Let us know how magnesium has got on. Let us know how sleep has changed your life. Um, and also, for future reference, do write in questions and let us know what you're thinking for the podcast. But I think for today, just on that, wise, Steve's see, I final thought: sleep deprivation mm-hmm. negatively changes life, your life. Interesting. So, whereas quality sleep just allows you to live your life better. Okay, fine. Slightly subtle. Yeah, they are very different. So, let us know how it's been when you've been deprived as well. That's going to be interesting as well. But unless you've got anything else to add. And that's perfect. So sleep well, and we'll catch up with you next week. So there we have it. Another podcast is in the books. Very informative. Um, It's always really interesting talking to Steve about all these things, because like I say, he could literally talk for hours on all of these subjects. Um, And the likelihood is we will do a follow-up podcast on sleep. Um, But I really hope it's something that all of you listening to this podcast can try and implement into your lives. And perhaps, like Steve says, try and make it a real priority. Um, I know that I'm going to try and do that after having this discussion. And there are definitely things that I can try and do, um, removing the iPhone and and turning the screens off before I go to bed for a start. Um, As always, if any of the uh, subjects in this podcast have been of interest to you, or you feel like you want to make some changes in your life, there are three things that I want to mention to you right now. The first is that at the DVCC, we offer a 30-day body transformation trial. So if you're looking to give yourself a kickstart in your health and fitness and really start working towards your goals whether they be weight loss or body toning, or perhaps you're looking to improve your conditioning, the 30-day body transformation trial would be perfect for you. For more information, simply go to www.thedvcc.com forward slash trials. Um, If the subject of this podcast, for example, sleep or anything to do with nutrition, for example, or of interest to you, and you're looking to make changes in that area, we offer at the DVCC a 12-week nutrition and accountability program. I think Steve mentioned it a few times during this podcast. Um, It's 12 weeks, one-on-one, at the DVCC. It's accountability every week. What we don't do 
is diet plans. We don't do diets at all. We found that diets really aren't sustainable. What we do at the DVCC is we build health habits with our clients so that eating well and achieving all of your goals, whatever they might be, is just something that you do without it becoming a negative impact on your your family or your social life. If that sounds of interest to you, then simply go to www.thedvcc.com forward slash nutrition dash accountability for more information. And finally, for anybody listening to this podcast um, over the age of 50, we offer a different version of our body transformation trials. It's called Fit Over 50. And it's absolutely perfect for somebody who is looking to get into their fitness with a little more emphasis on coaching and who perhaps is more interested in small group training. We offer a 30-day trial of this Fit Over 50 program. And for more information, once again, go to www.thedvcc.com forward slash trials. Once again, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, If you have, leave us a nice review uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcasts um, and leave us some feedback and leave us some questions so that we can address them in in future podcasts. Um, But from me and from everyone at the DVCC, I hope you have amazing weeks and we look forward to seeing you in a DVCC very soon.